Welcome to Making Fit Work. I'm your host, Nina McGough, certified personal trainer and nutrition coach and busy mom of two. I'm committed to helping you get real results by sharing best practices and life hacks to staying consistent. I also regularly interview other busy professionals who have mastered the ability to juggle it all while staying the course with their health and fitness. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Making Fit Work. I am your host, Nina McGough. Thank you so much for tuning in again this week. I truly do appreciate your listening ears. Today I want to talk about alcohol and your metabolism. How does it affect weight loss? get this question a lot from clients who are on a weight loss journey, um, whether or not they should be limiting, is there a specific type of alcohol they should be consuming, uh, which one is better, so on and so forth. Alcohol plays a huge role on our physical ability to lose weight. That goes without saying. Um, And I hope to touch on a few things today. Obviously, often and how much you consume will be a factor, of course but also what happens physiologically to our bodies when we consume alcohol and how the consumption of alcohol plays a part in our food choices and just overall lifestyle and how that affects how fast our weight loss journey is going, how well it's going, how we're feeling throughout. So number one, I think you want to start off by asking yourself, do you find yourself mindlessly snacking while drinking, right? So that might be the number one way that having alcohol can stall your results, right? Are you over-consuming? Do you tend, does that tend to be the case for you when you're at a social setting, a dinner, etc., that maybe you wouldn't normally Um, do if you were just home, right? Are you mindlessly snacking on some extra chips and dips and party mixes and things when you have an alcoholic beverage in your hand as well and when you're just overall socializing? Number two, what effect does a night of drinking have on you or have on your next day? So that is big, and I think people don't really think about that when they think about how alcohol affects their weight loss journey. You think about maybe, um, you know, I think people tend to think about like calorie consumption, which drinks have more calories, which one are healthier, but no one's really thinking about the after effects. You know, do you find yourself feeling dehydrated the next day? Do you find yourself nursing a headache? Um, Do you find yourself skipping your regular, you know, planned workout or maybe spending the day being way more unproductive than you had planned because you're feeling tired or you're nursing a mild or heavy hangover? Those things will make a difference um, on your overall journey, right? So really paying attention to the bigger picture on how alcohol affects your journey and not just just the day of, the night of what is happening, how many calories you're consumer consuming with actual drink, but is it making you consume more overall food calories? And how is it affecting the way um, you're moving your body and feeling the next day? You know, is it affecting your food choices the following day? 
right? So even if you're not mindlessly snacking while you are out socializing and maybe you're just having a few drinks, does that roll in? Does that affect the next day? Does it roll into the rest of the weekend where now you're not feeling well, maybe you're feeling unproductive and now you don't feel like cooking or meal prepping like you had originally planned? That's just something to think about, right? You want to really look at how it is playing a part on the bigger overall picture. I know for me, this was personally the case. Um, Not that I was ever a big drinker, at least not after having kids. I definitely uh, became a lightweight, but I found myself consuming more than I'd like when trying to enjoy like a girl's night with friends because, I mean – that's what you do when you're trying to hang out and have some friend like friend time, right? Some girlfriend time is dinner and cocktails, dinner and drinks. That just felt like the thing that women in their 30s and 40s get together to do, right? So I found myself having more drinks than I normally would, obviously, but then it just rolling over to how I felt the next day. It also totally made me realize how much of a lightweight I really am. But I found myself the next day kind of feeling sluggish, you know, maybe feeling dehydrated, um, not wanting to be as productive as I had originally planned, maybe skipping a workout, uh, maybe having uh, a different type of breakfast than I normally would because I wasn't feeling well, whatever it may be. Um, Since then, I've pulled back on drinking even more than I was, not that I was drinking it a lot, but because it didn't quite feel right for my body. It, you know, I realized that I didn't want to spend my next day milking a headache or a hangover. Um, I didn't want to spend my next day just on the couch. I like meal prepping. I like eating healthy. I like getting to my work, you know, my longer Sunday morning workout or Saturday morning workout. And I like that more and that feels better to me than a night out for dinner and drinks. Um, This is like kind of rolling into a whole nother conversation, but it also for me made me realize what it is that I do enjoy about being out with family and friends and enjoying company um, of the people I love. And it wasn't drinking. It wasn't drinking that um, made me enjoy the night. That wasn't the thing that I was looking forward to. It just kind of happened to be the thing that we do, if that makes sense. So anyway, before I go off on too much of a tangent, that's something to keep in mind, right? Looking at the bigger picture. Lastly, it's important to know that what is actually happening with our bodies when we consume alcohol. And I know this is the part that everyone's like, no, don't tell me. (laughs) Just tell me which alcohol is best and that's the one I'll stick to. Um, But really, I think it's important to know. And when I do share this information with clients, I have to tell you, either they're like, man, I had no idea, or it really helps them have a little bit of an aha moment, right? It really helps them kind of think about like, how important is drinking? How much do they really want to incorporate into their lifestyle? How important um, is this journey for them? And so what happens with alcohol is I think it's something we all have to 
know, if you don't know already, is that alcohol is a toxin, right? It is a toxin, which means our bodies recognize it as so. Our bodies know that it is a toxin. So when we consume alcohol, it doesn't matter if it's beer or wine or hard liquor, whatever the case may be, whatever you enjoy, our bodies are recognizing that as a toxin and turning its attention to it. So what that means, what I mean by that is your metabolism stops metabolizing, digesting the food you have taken in for the day, and it turns its attention to breaking down the alcohol because that's its job, right? It's attacking, trying to digest and break down the alcohol, the toxin in your body. So what that means for what that means for us is that because your metabolism and digestive system is now focusing on the alcohol being consumed, what does that mean for the food that has been consumed, right? Your body can only digest so much alcohol per hour, no different than food. So because it's turning its attention away, now potentially that food is being stored as what? What happens when our body does not break down food? It is storing it as fat and now turning its attention to metabolizing the alcohol. So that is a big part physiologically why alcohol affects your weight loss, right? You are now not breaking down the food and not metabolizing the food, meaning you're not using it as a source of energy and it's being stored as fat instead right? So just kind of sit with that and think about that a little bit because I do think it's important that you understand what is happening, right? So now what usually follows that is like, yeah, but I want to be able to enjoy life and I don't want, you know, I don't want to go to a social event without drinking and how do you find the balance? So how do you consume alcohol without sabotaging your overall results. And I totally get that, right? Food, consuming food, drinking alcohol, that is a part of our culture, a part of being social. And I think number one is to really have a hard look at yourself and, you know, maybe think about limiting your overall consumption and the rate at which you drink it, right? Are you having alcohol every single night? Is that necessary? Um, how much are you drinking when you are out? Being mindful of your limit, right? How many drinks push you over the edge? And what I mean by push you over the edge is how many drinks push you to that mindless snacking, push you to the point where you're waking up the next day and you are Um, nursing a hangover or not feeling well and making different decisions because of your night of social drinking. So being mindful and maybe even setting some boundaries for yourself. Is that one, two, three, four drinks, you know, being aware of that is really important. Also realizing whether alcohol is a trigger or a buffer for you. And I think that's really important. So what I mean by that is when you are consuming alcohol, is it triggering you to make other choices that you wouldn't normally make? For example, is consuming alcohol triggering you to 
eat more junk food or overall indulge more or overeat in general? Or is it acting as a buffer? I have had some clients who say, you know, I love um, having like an ounce of tequila at night to kind of reset and wind down for the night? And, you know, is that really getting in my way? And it's like one of my questions, honestly, is, well, what's happening after, you know, this ounce of liquor or a glass of wine? Are you reaching, are you walking into the pantry? Are you looking for snacks? Are you sitting on the couch mindlessly just drinking wine and snacking? Then it might be acting as a trigger for you. However, if it's acting as a buffer, having a glass of wine with your dinner prohibits you or kind of stops you from wanting to snack at night even more or looking for more things, then I say absolutely have it and enjoy it, right? So I think it's important to be to pay attention to how it's affecting the bigger picture, again, that I mentioned before. And then asking yourself why you're drinking. And I know that might seem like a silly question, but for me, that was important Um, why am I drinking? Am I drinking because I enjoy it and I love having a good cocktail? Am I drinking because it feels like that's the thing to do? Am I drinking because it's kind of expected when you're out with family and friends or out at a party? Am I drinking because it's a girl's night and, you know, that's like the theme of the day. We're all moms and we're loose from our families and now we should just all – I don't know, drink a bunch and eat a bunch. Like, I don't I think think about that, right? And for me, that was kind of really what I had to do is like, why am I drinking, right? Do I truly enjoy it? And last but not least, honestly, you can still enjoy the company of family and friends. You can go to a barbecue. You can go to a party. You can go out on a dinner date and not have a drink. Like, that's actually totally okay. And I think unfortunately we live in a society, in a culture that like if you decide to say no or not have a drink, it's almost like everyone's looking at you like, why? I don't get it. Is everything okay? Like, or, you know, they need to hear about like this diet plan you're on or they need to know the reason. And just know that it's okay to make healthier choices because that's what makes you feel better. And you don't have to explain to anybody why you're deciding to um, avoid alcohol, whether it's for the, just for the night, for the day, or, you know, for the week or forever. Um, funny enough, I just recently listened to the book uh, Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter by Curtis Jackson. If you don't know who that is, that is AKA 50 Cent. And I just want to share this because I know for me it inspired me, but also I was like, wow, I was actually shocked. Um, so he's obviously talking about his business, uh, his production company. He owns a couple of liquor brands and all this stuff and, you know, talking about his journey and his lifestyle and how it's changed. And his biggest tip on the book, he kind of starts off by saying one of the biggest things he recommends or he attributes to his success is living a clean lifestyle. 50 Cent, Curtis Jackson, lives a clean lifestyle. 
He does not drink. He does not do drugs at all. I was actually pretty shocked. I was like, there's no way. But according to him, according to the book, everybody knows that he lives clean. He does not drink. He does not do drugs, even though he's still up in the clubs with people because he has liquor brands and he has to be on the scene, even though he parties with people like Snoop Dogg, even though that is still his crowd he does not. He doesn't even do he doesn't even smoke recreational marijuana. He does not do it. And I was like so shocked to hear that. He kind of was joking about how it is sort of like the joke in his crowd of people that, you know, who can get him to take a drink or who can get him to take a shot or to take a puff of a blunt. Um For me, that was personally inspiring, and he actually was giving tips on how to avoid, you know, drinking alcohol and staying away from drugs, even if that is the crowd or lifestyle that you've used to run with in the past, and you are trying to make better, healthier, smarter decisions for yourself. Um, And I just want to share this because I I thought it was uh, pretty funny, but also like, yeah, what's wrong with that? Why, you know, why not? Um... He mentioned how when he is in the club promoting, I think he has a champagne brand. I can't remember exactly um, which types of alcohols he has. I think it was a champagne brand, but don't quote me on that. That he actually, you know, pours it for everybody. He's partying, he's dancing, he's pouring it, filling everyone's glasses. And then when it's empty, he hands it to his like manager who fills it with ginger ale for him. And then he's there dancing, partying, taking swigs out of the bottle when it really just has ginger ale in it. So I just thought that was so interesting. But also, if someone like Curtis Jackson, 50 Cent, can continue to be social, can continue to go to parties, hang with the same crowds, and just say, no, thank you, because that's the choice that he's making for himself, his body, his career. He just feels like he has a clearer mind. He's always got a full day ahead. He needs to be on 100% for his staff, for his company, for as busy as he is. If he can say no thank you and stay away from consuming alcohol and drugs, like so can you. If that makes you feel better, if that's a choice that you want to make, if you realize that, you know, maybe drinking alcohol is not that important to you and that your weight loss journey does mean more to you, if 50 Cent can do it, you can too. And I just wanted to leave you guys with that because for me, it was inspiring. I know that since I heard that, not again, not that I'm a big drinker, but I've really started playing around with the idea of making mocktails at home so that I can feel like I'm still socializing, um, kind of having a drink in hand, not necessarily just drinking out of a water bottle while everybody else is enjoying a cocktail, um, but really trying to uh, 
I guess, engulf myself in the social aspects of my gatherings, the quality time with the people I love being around versus the focus around the food and the drinking. And mentally, it just has made a huge difference for me. And it just feels more like me. Like that doesn't mean I'm never going to have a drink, but I have it when it feels right and when I feel like enjoying it and not because I feel like it's, it's I guess, something that I have to do because of the environment um, or the people I'm around, if that makes sense. Um, I hope this episode resonated with you in some way, shape, or form. As always, I appreciate rates, reviews, topic suggestions. It's important to me to provide content to you guys that are help, that's helping you on your journey to stronger, healthier, and happier. And I hope you'll tune in again next week. Chat soon. All right, you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Making Fit Work. If you did, it would mean so much to me if you took a minute to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. It really does make a difference and would be super helpful to me. Also, if you have any topic suggestions, if there's something in particular you'd love for me to address on this podcast, feel free to shoot me a message. I would absolutely love to hear from you. You can shoot me a DM on Facebook or Instagram and find me at fitwith underscore Nina. Again, you can find me at fitwith underscore Nina. Or you can join my private community on Facebook called Making Fit Work and drop your topic suggestions in there. Until next time, my friends, be strong, be healthy, be happy.